Welcome to the Money and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Nelson. My mission to empower millennial couples to make money moves that won't just improve your financial health, but strengthen your marriage as well. In this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tricks, both from my experience as a certified financial planner and from my own marriage, to help you and your spouse kick financial anxiety to the curb and use your money to create the lives you love together. Let's get started. This week's episode is going to be a little shorter, I think, because um, you know, this is a topic that I think about periodically from time to time, and it, it's just kind of on my mind today, and wanted to just throw it out there for you. And, and it has to do with money and emotions. You know, people people think about like emotional spending and like the the way that their emotions interact with their their finances in negative light. And so, you know, which is a problem on its own, but it's compounded by the fact that just very few subjects are come with as much emotional weight as money does, right? You know, whenever we're talking about our finances, we're not just talking about money. And even just the fact about talking about money alone can be really emotional for people because money is in many ways the last taboo we have in our society. It's never just about the money, right? We're talking about our careers, our dreams, our goals, our, our legacy, our and everything, right? It, it's, it's a hard, hard subject for us to talk about. And that's before we get into like, like, how, like what the emotions cause us to do when we talk about money, right? They can cause us to fight with our spouse or very stereotypically like going to retail therapy and spending money to boost your mood, right? If you're having a bad day or some people who find that right, buying things and, and consuming things makes them feel better, right? And it can improve your mood, which is why negative emotions are often correlated with overspending and it gets into this idea that we, we need to be like, we need to detach from the emotional side of money. It's really easy on paper to argue that you should never mix money and emotions. So it's only natural to assume that when we're making financial decisions, you should go out of your way to bottle up those emotions and um, to make the most rational financial choice possible. And that looks great on paper. That looks really good on paper. There's only one problem with it though. It usually doesn't work. Um, it's not possible to just shut down your emotions on command, right? So suppressing your emotions related to money or money struggles that you're having, or money like disagreements you're having in your marriage, right? Shutting down emotions like that in those areas can is it can get you a step ahead in the short term, but it can really mess things up in the long term, right? Suppressing those types of emotions is a really bad idea in the long run. Um, which is why I don't tell people to do that, right? Money and emotions need to mix. Just to, to some degree, there, there, there's no escaping the two, but the key is to create a path for yourself, right? And allow yourself to do both, right? To have some space to process the emotional piece and to then come back and make the rational financial choice that you need to make. Step number one in that is just to stop telling yourself that you should be experiencing the negative emotions in the first place, right? It's normal to feel those things. There's nothing wrong with the emotional pieces coming up, right? When you are feeling that type of thing come on, don't don't shut it down. Don't shame yourself. Don't talk down to yourself. It's okay. It's, it's, it's okay to process that stuff. 
And rather than spending energy trying to silence those things, instead, I would just focus on giving yourself space to do so, right? Give yourself space to process the emotions and ideally space in between when you're experiencing them and then when you need to act on the financial decision, right? The, the ideal way to do this is to separate the two and compartmentalize, right? When we, when we compartmentalize something, it's not dismissing something, it's not putting something down, it's not like shutting things away. It, it's just, it's saying, okay, like I have this thing I need to deal with. I have this financial decision I'm going to face. I'm going to set it to the side for now. And I'm going to come back to it later, right? I'm not, not pushing it down. I'm not avoiding it. I'm intentionally saying, I have this thing to deal with. I'm going to do this other thing first. I'm going to work through these emotions first. And then I'm going to come back to this and make this decision down the road, right? That's the, the key to success in mixing money emotions is giving yourself permission to do both, to process the emotions, to work through what you need to work through, and then to make the financial choice after the fact. Create the space between the emotions you're experiencing and the financial decision you need to make. There's nothing wrong with the emotions. The emotions are not the problem. Uh, emotions aren't a financial problem. Emotions aren't a problem in general. Instead, though, but instead of acting on them and using like in, in using them to self-sabotage the financial progress, focus on giving yourself time and space to work through them and then come back to the financial decision question a little later. You know, I, I actually um did a did a really good podcast episode. I'll link to it in the in the show notes here. Um on retail therapy uh, a while back. It was called The Rider and the Elephant. It, it comes from, from a, a financial therapy framing device. And um, it, honestly, it's one of the kind of more underrated episodes I've ever done, I think. it. Um, I don't think it would make anybody's like top five greatest hits playlist. It's it's not near the top of the, the of downloads that I have when I look at the analytics, but I think it's really underappreciated. And I think for, for the listens it has gotten, I, I have gotten some good feedback on it. Um, like I, it's one of the ones I'm more proud of, um, even though it's not like the, the, the one of the heavy hitter podcast episodes, so to speak. If this is something that interests you, I would actually recommend you go back and listen to that episode. I will put a link to that in the, in the show description. Um, give yourself time and space to process these emotions before making the financial decision. Financial Finances and emotions have to go together. There's no separating them, uh, right? There, there, there's no shutting down the emotions. I just, I wouldn't do any of that. Instead, give yourself some space. It might feel in the moment like you're postponing or delaying the financial like progress, right? Like by, by delaying the decisions, right? By taking some time to process the emotions, you're slowing down your progress, but, the, but that's not the truth, right? That's not the truth of the matter. By giving yourself the time and permission to work through those emotional roadblocks, you will make faster financial progress in the long run. Hopefully that gives you something to think about here today. We'll see you next week for next week's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Money and Marriage Podcast. If you want to learn more, you can access my favorite money exercise for free if you head to paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Again, that's paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Get your access today and I'll see you next time.